Hello and welcome to Connected, the podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good in this world. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. I'm still C. Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the room are Roisin and Rachel. How are you doing? Hi. Hey. <laughs> uh, Roisin McCarthy and Rachel Keane are the founders of the Women in Data, as well as both working for Data Tech, the UK's leading recruiter of professionals in the data, statistics and analytical markets. Thank you so much for joining um, us today. Um, I became aware of your organisation, Women in Data, um, because you asked me to um, join the Future uh, Lead um, project. Could you tell us a bit about what the ultimate aim of Women in Data is and, and also what it isn't, what it doesn't do? Okay, so I think probably we need to set the scene on Women in Data and its inception and where things started from. So as you mentioned, Rachel and I, the day job is recruitment and uh, we run some statistics on our own performance back in 2014. And what was really frightening was we'd placed less women in data roles in 2014 than we had all the way back in 2000. So what was evident was that women were leaving the industry in droves. So rather than sit back and do nothing about it, Rachel and I decided to set ourselves a challenge and go out to industry and do some research, have a look at some of the push and pull factors as to why. And we started to collate a lot of information, a lot of research on the reasons why women are leaving the industry. And that's where Women in Data was founded. Absolutely. So Roshi mentions that we we did some research. Uh, So we, we the KPIs that we ran on our uh, database, it was 50-50 females and males mm. doing bachelors in STEM subjects. Mm. Slight drop off in masters, a bigger drop off in PhD for obvious reasons. Yeah. But um, it, it seemed that when uh, female data practitioners were getting to their second job, people were leaving. And, and actually our KPIs for women in jobs in excess of 150,000, we placed 2% of those women, which was absolutely crazy. So talking to our clients, male and female, talking to the teams, we realised that there was literally no parity uh, in terms of gender in the data teams. So we decided to run the event. We invited 125 ladies uh, to UCL and the reason we chose UCL is because that was the first university in the UK that allowed women to study statistics. We had seven speakers. Uh, It was a phenomenal day. Which year was this? This was 2015 and in November. And we thought, okay, well, this has gone down very well. We had some great press coverage with the Data IQ and some um, trade publications and thought, okay, well, this, this is great. You know, we've, we've started, started this thing, we've started yeah. this bit of noise. Um, and we thought, okay, well, we'll just go back to our day jobs. And uh, that didn't happen, actually, because uh, by the time everyone came back from Christmas, they were like, okay, when's the next one? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Um, so, again, uh, we started the discussions. We thought, right, well, we'll double it. So we um, held it at um, the whole uh, well, the Grand Collet Grand Rooms. Rooms in Holborn. I uh, had 250 uh, ladies attend, again, pure uh, female date, uh, <coughs> practitioners. Then doubled it again the following year. And this year uh, we've decided uh, on the basis that we sold out last year within 48 hours. Mm. And for every ticket um, that was given, another four ladies wanted that seat. So we thought there is a massive drive here. So this year, Roshan and I have really pushed ourselves to the limit. And we are inviting a thousand female data practitioners. 
Um, we've got a brand new venue. We have a date now of Thursday the 29th of November. When are the tickets on sale? <laughs> We're releasing first week of August. So. Okay, <clears throat> so watch this space. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. So um, the ballot will start then. Um, and yeah, we've just been absolutely pounding the streets of London uh, because naturally with a venue now of this size we need some commercial support mm. um, in terms of funding because it's really important to Roisin and I that these um, these ladies can attend free of charge mm. and it's a full day event. Mm. And back to your question Sue of what's the ultimate aim, mm. we started out thinking we wanted to encourage, well that's certainly still our mm. mantra, we want to encourage and inspire and that also is why we created the sub-initiative 20 in data yep. and technology um, but ultimately we want parity yeah. we want gender parity across data from entry level to the top of the tree and it's just half that we want right just half just half just half 50 50 and uh, Rachel and I have been a bit ambitious by saying 2020 yeah which is looming yeah, yeah. it's looming um, but anything's possible as we have well we dreamt at one stage and now we're here with a with a thousand so, so since 2015 in terms of the job placements yeah well, how are your stats going 12% increase okay. we've seen All right. so there has been movement that's and good. it's been measurable yeah. but there's so much more to do that still doesn't bring us anywhere near the 50 50 no. and in terms of what your aim isn't is that a question yeah I think you it is answer? I think that uh, quite often it's received as the initiative is received as us bra burning or beard bashing and that couldn't be further from the truth. This is a movement that we need everybody to collaborate on and we need men uh, and women to work yeah. together to really change this. Um, we know you that the minority can't change the majority. So You did have one man speaker at your last did. conference who was interviewed by? By a woman, by his, um, uh, his ex-employee actually, Paul Jane, who is our chair for Women in Data. Um, Paul had the pleasure of working um, with Hawkan at uh, a bank in Europe back a few years ago yeah. and she was so inspired by his ability to mm. bring men and women together and the, the leadership team that he created was so superly successful they smashed every target that was put yeah. out to them because of the collaboration and blended teams really are successful. So, I mean, before we get to my question, yeah. the, you, you say about it's not beard bashing and you, you, men need to help, but then you've also been saying about how it's four women wanted the seat for everyone and all that. Yeah. Are men allowed to come to these events? Can I come? We would love you to, <laughs> but ultimately right now, because of the size and scale, we want to cater yeah, for these yeah, women yeah, for that, that are, are wanting to attend, that need the development, that need the, the, um, the community offering. So when all the seats that women want to take are taken? That's it. Then yeah, yeah. we'll consider it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, this is how it feels. But then, <laughs> yeah. but then that said, this year we've also um, put together a committee um, yeah. that have male and female um, committee members, which we found incredibly interesting yeah. and really um, very directional in terms of what agenda we're going to set and mm. if there's anything that perhaps we should change or improve. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really interesting. But right now, no, the seats are for the ladies, I'm afraid. No, that's fine. And so, what is the biggest blocker to women working in tech, data, and analytics? And then, what can I do to help? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> sorry. I would say that uh, the the biggest thing that from the research that Rachel and I have done, and it's been consistent over the the four years of growth of women in data, is that there is a real lack of role models. And in the words of Edwina Dunn, um, you can't be what you can't see. So I think that having far more uh, women who are at every level. In, in the data industry, they're uh, creating movement, creating inspiration for the mm. next generation is incredibly important. 
Absolutely, and and going back to the the uh, twenty and data and technology mm. sub initiative that we do you want um, to explain created. a bit about that? Well, yeah, um, last uh, two thousand sixteen, Edwina Dunn was our keynote speaker at Women mm. in Data, and uh, Edwina Dunn is incredibly entrepreneurial, highly respected in the data industry, and we were absolutely made up that she was our keynote. Now she uh, now runs a not for profit organisation called the Female League, which is promoting female role models across every industry sector and she's rolling that into schools um, so that children are following their dreams and she had recently done a sub initiative called 20 in their 20s which was mm -hmm. a series of women again across all industry sectors that were promoting themselves and their drive and how entrepreneurial they were mm -hmm. really to again encourage that younger generation that would probably listen to that age group rather than somebody like myself mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we decided that we'd collaborate and we would create the 20 and data and technology. The one thing we wanted to avoid was we didn't want to celebrate every single person that had kind of hit the CDO or the, mm -hmm. the C-suite. We wanted to celebrate a, an array of women across all uh, disciplines of data and all levels of seniority. Because our audience is so vast in terms of its level of commercial experience, anybody from a grad right the way through to somebody 15, 20 years into their career, we wanted the audience to be able to identify somebody that they could aspire to at that stage. So that, you know, they're two lily pads ahead rather than maybe five. And, uh, you know, going back to maybe when we were graduates ourselves, to talk to somebody who was our director mm. was actually quite intimidating mm. and, and completely off the scale. I mean, you, at that kind of age and, and level of your career, you're thinking about two years, you're not thinking about mm. 10, you know, in the main. So, so that's really uh, yeah. why we and, decided and, to create it. And actually, it. it's now an annual scheme. So yes. one of the things that Andrew could do is put women that he knows forward, forward. forward. that would be next time. We opened it up to nominations for 2018 and we had hundreds of mm -hmm. nominations from both men and women. Yeah, yeah. that was really From positive. data practitioners, from yeah. non-data practitioners, yeah. uh, scaling all industry sectors and... Must have been a tough... Has it been oh, judged? Oh, yes. Mm, so it must judged. have been very tough. It has been yeah. judged yeah. and it will be released on the 29th Brilliant. of November at the event again. Um, and we have 20 phenomenal role models to add to our 20 yeah. phenomenal role models from yeah. last year, which yeah. we were so thrilled you were part of, Sue. I know. It's so the biggest blocker then is not having a role, role model? model? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. And again, the thing with women in data and the 20 in data is the fact that you know, when you're in a business that perhaps doesn't have any female role models yeah. or, or doesn't have a female role model perhaps in your certain sector or discipline, women in data allows the audience to very much reach out to role models that, you know, may be in a, a similar industry or indeed in a, a completely different industry. It might be just a career path or an opinion or yeah. whatever, They're you know. Accessible. They're, They're very really accessible. accessible. And, and you know, we say this, you know, we have got a 20,000 uh, women and data community that has happened in four years. Um, just even with these two years of 40, you know, role models, the support that those uh, and these people are giving us in terms of advice, mm -hmm. in terms of contacts, in terms of you content, know, just content, everything, it's miraculous. We literally couldn't ask for any more. Brilliant. Um, I was at a <coughs> glass wall talk with uh, my co-author Catherine um, and one of the men in the audience, was at a bank, one of the men in the audience um, put his hand up and he said, um, well, of course, while uh, women just aren't capable of doing STEM subjects, he said, it's really no surprise, is it, that the way the industry's going, that they would be at a disadvantage. Um, 
I was very surprised this was just uh, I think early this year I was very surprised that somebody would ask that question mm. uh, these days but that question is still floating around mm. the idea that men might be genetically better at um, certain types of thinking um, can I ask you to uh, speak about that and what your view yeah. is on that so it's uh, something that really needs to be dispelled and dispelled pretty quickly because I think the effects of that mm. at the early stages of career decisioning is really impactful. Um, it goes back to the female lead in schools yeah. where we need to educate girls to follow <coughs> their dreams and not just do the creative subjects, mm. the softer subjects. They need to be encouraged to do the STEM ones. The research shows that women are as logical in their thinking, mm -hmm. are as practical in their thinking, but actually what is really, really evident is collaboration of both men and women gives more successful teams. So, no, I think that he was talking total rubbish, so. <laughs> Perfect. I think that answers that question. I also think, sorry, just to add something, yeah. I think, you know, whilst we should be encouraging children from the grassroots to, to study these subjects, I think actually we need to be educating almost the teachers and the schools yeah. about mm. a, you know, an industry that is absolutely booming. It is in the, it's yeah. the centre of so many industries and so many companies. If we were actually able to promote to these children that you you don't just work in a bank you know you can work in retail you can work in media you can work in mm. insurance you can work in anything anything mm. that kind of fits your personality mm. and and your interest really um, frustratingly and this is a an example I went to uh, my daughter's options even at senior school mm -hmm. and uh, she's starting to learn to code in Python so I was super excited about it I'm yeah. like oh my god this is amazing and she was like, well, no, actually, mum, it's not for me, but, you know, but th those types of things. But yeah. we went along to the business studies and to the ICT programming um, talk. And I've got to say, it was the most unenthusiastic talk. There was no mention of analytics or data or, you know, uh, web or digital. All of these really exciting things. All of the things that people are using every day, mm. using smartphones and... Mm. Yeah, just didn't make any sense and not to me. it relatable. No, it, you sure. know, you've got to, to children. You need to be able to picture something. And they need to be able to yeah. visualise yeah. it. Yeah. You know, you you know. It's definitely an industry which focuses on the how mm. rather than the why of things. And yeah. it, 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 this, the, the potential of the why is so so big that that's the exciting part. Definitely. Not, Python is great, but it, yeah. that's not why you do it. You do it for the infinite world of possibility. Exactly. For sure. Bit of a wider question now. So, what what did you learn from the best boss you ever had? <clears throat> Well, it was a little bit difficult because mine sat next to me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, Rachel. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Uh, what did I learn from the best boss I ever had? I don't know if she was the best boss ever, but she certainly gave me a really good bit of advice, and that was to listen. And, uh, you know, I still love to talk, but mm -hmm. in my 20s, I could talk a lot. Mm -hmm. And she used to say to me, Rachel, you literally have to put your hand over your mouth, okay, and just listen because then obviously you, you're gonna learn more about the situation and, and whatever that may be, and then that poses other questions. That was the best bit of advice, by far. Knowledge is power, right? Listen to everybody, or listen to- Don't go that far. There's that phrase which um, I've heard said, which is, you know, you've got two ears, one mouth. Mm. So you should use them in that proportion. Yeah. But then I was thinking, and 10 fingers. Yeah. So how does that work? I mean, yeah, we're getting- Not a Not a Anyway. <laughs> Um, I would say that uh, I was told to never stop asking questions and that probably comes at it from a sales perspective but 
again, what you're saying, Rachel, knowledge is power. And if mm. you don't get the answers that you're looking for, don't be afraid to continue yeah. to question. Mm. And question in a different style, because sometimes people aren't responsive to the way that you question. Mm. Yeah. So that would be what I would say was my best advice. They're, they're both similar, because asking questions is getting the information from mm. the other person. But you've got to listen to, to the answers. Someone <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. said to me, or read it once, that you know, you should um, listen because then you've got twice as much information as the other person. You've got your point of view and their point of view, yeah. and they're both yeah. on the same that theme, sounds it sounds like. Great. So speaking of questions, what's next? What's next for you two? Well, after the last 12 months, Sue, mm -hmm. um, which has been just... Holiday, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need it, you deserve We do, we do. Um, we've had such a phenomenal year. Yeah. We were invited to Downing Street to... I remember. Um, celebrate International Women's Day on behalf of the initiative, which yeah. was mind-blowing. Yeah, um, that was... With the audience bizarre. growing to the scale that it is, um, we want to go global, don't we, Rachel? We do want to glo go global. We absolutely do. I also want to have tea with the Queen. I think that you know, I think <laughs> is that, that on your could list? work. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's not possible. No, I don't no, think. No. So we're, we're, we're not going to stop dreaming with this. So certainly, tea with the Queen. Yeah, on the way to the airport for a holiday to our global market. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> en route. <laughs> Uh, right, so now we're on to the questions we ask everybody so we can compare and contrast, but we're going to get two answers for all of these. So what is your favourite lyric? You can start. Okay, so my favourite lyric is All That Glitters Isn't Gold. Mm, from? Uh, let me think. Is it uh, Alloy Black? I don't know. I think it was the, um, can, uh, it's from Lord it. of the Rings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it was a song. All that glitters isn't gold. But good, yeah. yeah. Or oh, it's all that glitters ain't gold. Yeah, that's just yeah. speak nicely. <laughs> and the reason, <laughs> for once. And I thought the the reason I love this Prince. is... Prince. Gold. Prince. I would have had you down getting that. Prince. Mm. So the reason I've chosen that lyric, I think, is because for me, from a personal development um, perspective, I think, you know, when you're growing up, you always think the grass is green. You always think if somebody's got a better holiday or a better car, you think that actually it's gold. You think that you know it's glistening but actually then you, you start to feel that what you've got and mm -hmm. what you've achieved isn't enough or you have to uh, beat that and uh, I think for me my journey is to really understand myself a little bit better and to appreciate what I've achieved mm -hmm. and what I can mm -hmm. achieve um, and not give myself such a hard time. Mm. That's great. Wow, that was really deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to struggle to follow up with this. Um, George Michael, I Think You're Amazing, which is the song Amazing, uh, really represents to me, after being through quite a tough 12 months on a personal level, it represents the amazing women that have supported and um, helped motivate me and kept me, kept me sane in, in times of trouble. And I think they're amazing. Great. You're including that as well, Steve, because you, you haven't only 12 months. <laughs> um, my favourite question. If you were a genie, um, are we, do they get five each or five, five each, between them? Five, five each, each, five each. Yeah. What five commonly available objects would I need to put in a magic circle to summon you? And there are certainly times, ladies, when I have felt like doing this. Um, and I know that I know that you would come. So, But it would be yeah. good to know what the objects are. I've just been using phones and texts so far, so it would be good to know. Okay. You know. Mm. Do you want to start? Okay, I'll start. So, shall I run through my full five? Yeah. Run through yeah. your full five, yeah. And why? Yeah. 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 yeah okay, but the first thing for me would be cheese. Okay. What cheese? Well, I'm quite greedy and I love all types old of cheese. cheese so, yeah. this is Any why. Old cheese. <laughs> Any old cheese. I, the I, I love it. It yeah. is my favourite thing. It mm. always makes me happy. 
and uh, there's loads of it. There's loads of different types, so I can never get bored. But favourite? Oh Stop my god! Uh, currently, current, current uh, cheese of the moment. I just don't think you can beat a mature cheddar. I've okay. got but yeah. the type that actually takes the skin off the yeah, top yeah. of your mouth. Proper cheddar. Yeah, let's really go for it. Um, the, I suppose, the latest family photo of mine was at my 40th birthday party. No, where I'm going to interrupt all, you. Um, that's, that's not, not commonly available because I can't go out and get one. So I can't summon you. So oh. you're not allowed that, I'm afraid. Soz. Okay, 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 okay. Let me think. Uh, Kindle? My Kindle. Yeah, Kindle. Yeah. Kindle, that's fine. Okay, and the reason my Kindle is because whenever I have some time to myself, which isn't very often, and it's quiet and no one's bothering me, mm. I can escape to whatever I'm watching on it or whatever mm. I'm reading on it, um, or just on social media on it. It's just okay. a little bit of quiet time. Do you want it preloaded? I mean, we've got... which. We've got the book question. Coming up. We'll leave that, actually. Yeah, ignore yeah, ignore, we leave me. That? ignore yeah, me. Yeah, we'll leave that. Sorry. Yes, we will. We'll leave that for now. <laughs> um, I would say a foot spa. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Okay. A uh, couple of reasons. We've been pounding the streets of London for the and last couple of... And you do do it in heels, right? Yeah, we do do it you in don't, heels. You don't change. You don't carry shoes and well, change. We do. We right. do. But to be fair, the amount of miles that we've been walking in yeah, flats, even flats, even when we get home, our feet are absolutely um, pounding. So I couldn't live without that, and yeah. that would definitely encourage me to come out. Um, That's three. That's three. My passport. This is no. my ticket to it has ride. Must be a passport no. or a, passport. a train. Well, it can't be a passport. Fine, can it? a plane, an open plane ticket. You can maybe. An open plane ticket, if that's. You can't have a passport. Because you can't, can't just give her any old We can have a suitcase. That, that sort of represents travel. She doesn't want that. No. no. You're <coughs> a bit harsh here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You are really harsh. Yeah, yeah. Think food, drink. <coughs> Prosecco. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. That's kind yeah. of... that's kind Because I just get love that. Yeah. Yep. 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 Nice For glass. very obvious sure. reasons. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Prosecco. And fifth one... Fifth one would be... Um, my Louboutins. A pair of Louboutins. A pair of Louboutins. Colour? Black. And they're, gl- and they're glitzy. Black and glitzy. Cool. Yeah. I can get hold of those. Love that. Yeah. Cool. Machine. Um, so may, you may not think they're commonly available, but they really are if you, if you, if you they're on the net anyway. Yeah. Um, my Irish dancing shoes. Oh, that's fine. So, yeah. Um, yeah. They represent quite a lot about my adolescence and it was my hobby and, and something that I'd done um, throughout my childhood and into my early 20s. Wow. Um, it also represents the culture of my family uh, and my ancestry and, and the Irish roots. So that's my you, first and thing. And do you, you still dance? Well, I have a Guinness or two. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in Ireland this weekend, just gone, and yes, I did dance. Uh, <laughs> out it came. Brilliant. Um, a glass of champagne, yep. because we've done a lot of toasting recently mm-hmm. uh, and celebrating of many, many things, and I want that to continue. Okay? Any particular champagne or just Ooh. a nice one? Yeah, I do like a Key Royale. So make it a cocktail. If it's going to be a glass of champagne, make it a cocktail. My travel cushion, my neck cushion, because mm. I've done a lot of long haul recently and I probably wouldn't have survived it with that, without that travelling cattle class. Um, mm. Frying pan. Love that. To hit me with. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rachel. No, t- I, I love to cook. Um, I'm not suggesting I'm any good at it. But yeah. She's good at it. The... the the frying pan is that's my time yeah. to cook and, and be alone quite bossy in the kitchen as well it's my space um, and a bit like Rachel my flip flops because they're constantly in and out of my bag yeah. I couldn't live without them cool. Love that. Uh, so there's been a disaster your house is about to crumble or whatever it is but 
everything that's alive is out and safe. So you can go back in and get okay. three things. Children's pets are Pets, everything. Small. But you can go back in and get three things. What would they be? First one's got to be Barney Bear. Yeah. Okay. Barney Bear, important. Very important. Absolutely important. Was bought for Grace's first birthday. Has comforted her. Has yep. had plasters on him. Hmm. Been washed. And on occasion, I have given him a cuddle myself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good bear. <laughs> um, the box of family photos that my mum has given to me recently. Yep. Um, it's got every single photo of us completely growing oh, up lovely. for me to look after. And I would have to say that if I'm leaving a disaster, then I would probably grab my car case so that I could get my family and my pets and everything that I've just mentioned yeah. out yeah. of there. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, I would say my passport. Yeah. I can have that one yeah. um, <laughs> with the travel piece. But two other items. Um, my maternal grandmother has left me a teapot, which um, really... For me, it, it really represents the um, socialising she'd done, actually, and the community yeah. that she created, and, and it's just beautiful. And my paternal grandmother has bequeathed me a gold watch, which, um, whilst I don't wear a watch for any other reason, well, not to tell the time, mm. I love this because it's close to my heart, yeah. and... Memento. Um, yeah, it's lovely. a real memento. That's lovely. That is lovely. Um, okay, the book question. So, um, which book is your favourite book, or which book have you given away the most, or okay. book do you love? Well, we we had this discussion, mm. and we both shared the same two books because we, we are we are morphing into one another, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we are sharing them with the same people. I think. Yeah, we absolutely are, and I think <laughs> the reason uh, we've chosen these two books and, and that they are our favourites, we've been very very fortunate to meet um, the ladies that wrote them. Um, and I think when you read these books, they blow your mind anyway, and they really just, they teach you a lot of things, they make you think about a lot of things. Um, but equally, when you meet these people, um, they absolutely blow your socks off. So for me, I'm gonna say The Glass Wall. Oh, oh. Yeah. No, oh. too much. No, no honestly, yeah. because actually oh. we were fortunate enough to be um, introduced to Sue, um, and oh, we met okay. Sue and Catherine, and um, I purchased the uh, book and I'd read uh, probably 75% of the book at that time and she wrote in the beginning of my book go and smash the glass walls mm-hmm. and when I picked you, it up the other day yeah. 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 and when I picked it up the other day prior to placing my bedroom on the shelf with only about five other books um, I opened it up and I'd forgotten that you'd written it and it just made me really smile mm-hmm. and it just gives you, that's what I mean it gives you that little uplift that this is possible, we can do this yeah, we can do this yeah. And the other would be um, the Icon series from Edwina Dunn and the Female Lead, which uh, is a celebration of 60 incredible role models and icons from across the world, from Nobel Peace Prize winners through to Meryl Streep. And uh, the stories behind them are, again, so inspirational. Mm, and very real. We've, um, we've gifted that a lot to, to a number of women mm. that we've worked with and that are family members mm. and, and friends. And uh, having had the opportunity to work and meet with, with Edwina quite regularly, uh, just another inspiration, a role model. Really they just sort of exude positivity, don't it's they? It's so it's good. It's just we've got a kind of glow yeah. around. I'm this much enjoying I hope it's yeah. coming across. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think a bit of an easy question. If you could change the industry in one way right now, what would it be? Preconceptions. Mm. Um, I'd love to change the preconceptions mm. that data is not a sexy industry. Well, actually, it truly is. It's creative. Uh, it's changing the way we live. 
mm. and it is for me certainly the, the job of the century absolutely I, I agree wholeheartedly with you Rochelle as always <laughs> um, we're going to give you a billboard a poster um, where would you like to put it and what would it say and do, can they have one each of those yeah, yeah. So you can have one each oh okay if you want I think well, we can join it up you want to share it? You have two. <laughs> yeah, like really Same message, two one. places. <laughs> yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that we would want it to be as visible as possible. I think that the Houses of Parliament would be a good start yeah. uh, to, to beam it onto. Um, but we'd like to showcase the 20 and data cover, which um, we don't think it has to say too much. The portraits yeah. say enough and they ask a lot of questions without mm. even knowing it so. yeah absolutely and, it, and it, it delivers this message that actually um you know data and technology isn't uh geeky isn't mm. for mm. you know uh, men boffins oh, it's definitely not for men just it's men. for everyone yeah. and actually yeah. anybody yeah. that gets involved in it has has their own interests and hobbies and styles yeah and uh and everyone should know that thank Brilliant. you very much now the final question, which you cannot have prepared for, okay. comes from this box, which is from the oh School of Life, no. uh, which is questions <laughs> about careers. So if you could choose oh. one of these, one each again. One each. One yeah, each. read it out and then answer it. Answer it, please. If you can think of an answer. Go on then, Rachel. That's a big, yeah, big okay. response. Oh, Rashin, go on. Rashin, you're going to have to go do this. If life were four hundred years long. What careers would you want to have had? Oh, wow. Hmm. I wish I'd had that one. <laughs> so, I... Very different career path to where I've taken. I always wanted to be a midwife. Really? So, um, I think that that is something that would easily stem 400 years <laughs> if you needed yeah. it to. Um, yeah, I think it's very polar opposite to what we do. Uh, but again, it's the start of things, isn't it? Not Prime Minister. Yeah, all that. You've got 400 years. Yeah, so you, can you, you can do both. You can have both. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might get bored after 400 years yeah, and didn't even bake for a day. Probably 40. Yeah. Probably top end. True, true, true. Prime Minister would be a good one. Um, I'd like to have been an air hostess to a bit more travel. Yeah, yeah, or a pilot. Or a yeah. pilot, exactly. Pilot. Go pilot, yeah. Pilot. Although I'm not a great driver of no, the car. Just I think we'll make her an air host <laughs> for, for the safety of the nation um, and the world, actually. Yeah. Um, so mine is, if all jobs were paid exactly the same, what job might you be nearly attracted to? Well, this one's actually quite simple. I did a degree in knitwear and fashion design, and my, my uh, dream as a child um, was to make stuff yeah so I could make anything I yeah. could like knit and crochet at four I did lots of embroidery I specialized in that and that's what I wanted to do all I ever wanted to do when I was a kid mm. was make stuff but knew there was no money mm. particularly in it mm. and um, do you still make stuff mm. yes she does I do yeah. I not do as much no, not I as much not no, time, no I, don't, I don't have the time really um, but yeah I, I love to make stuff and, and, and like to to be very very creative yeah so lots of baby blankets and things that have been made for, yeah. for all of our uh, uh, ladies in the office so yeah that's what I would do next stuff cool Rachel Keane and Roshi McCarthy thank you very much for your time it's been great thank, thank you, you. Thanks, Sue.